0: Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds podcast. I'm Alex, and with me today is Gojo, and joining us via Skype is the wonderful Rick. How you doing, Rick?
1: Pretty good. How you guys doing?
0: We're doing pretty good. Doing all right. Today we're going to be spoiling the shit out of Metal Gear Solid V: The Phantom Pain. You said V. I did say V, and we're going to spoil the shit out of all Metal Gear ever. So if you haven't played a Metal Gear game. This is and, not the episode to start. And you <laughs> don't want to be spoiled. With, yeah. Don't don't listen to this at all. We're giving you ample time up top here. Just stop listening. Go finish Metal Gear Solid V. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you heard me. And uh, go play all the other Metal Gear games if you haven't played those yet. You should. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, well, you should. We're not going to directly spoil them. Maybe not all of them. Well, yeah. Don't but, play... Metal Gear, or don't play Snake's Revenge on the NES, because uh, that's not a Metal Gear game. <laughs> <what>? <laughs> oh. Oh. But, um, yeah, as always, if you like what you hear, or even if you don't, please do send us feedback via email at midwestgamers at gmail.com, or via Twitter at mgnpodcast. If and when you send us feedback from now until the end of the year, you will be entered to win some cash money to any gaming platform you choose. So send in that feedback. Feedback can be anything regarding games we've already covered. Games you want us to cover, what you like about the show, what you don't. Anything, really. Just communicate, communicate with us and let us know that you're listening and fill us in on what kind of content you want us to bring to your ears. So, uh, yeah, I think it's, that's John's normal rigmarole at the top of the show. It's weird to be hosting Game Nerds because I've never mm-hmm. done this before. So, looking forward to uh, letting down the Game Nerds only people. Um, <laughs> Same here. <laughs> <laughs> so, Metal Gear Solid Five: The Phantom Pain. Thank you, or V, v <laughs> however you prefer. Um, I think it's a game we all enjoyed quite a bit. Rick, you didn't really get you didn't get to weigh in. You weren't on the episode with us, but do you want to give some general thoughts on the game, real quick?
1: Ah, uh, sure. I mean, it's hard to know where to begin because the game is so broad. Yeah, and there's so many mechanics to it. I, it's probably the craziest game I've ever played. And I don't mean crazy in a pejorative sense, but crazy in the sense that, like, how the fuck did this thing get made? Yeah. Um, I mean, you play it, and they're constantly introducing new mechanics all the time. I mean, I was, like, 60 hours in, and they were still introducing new things to me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And they were still complex enough where I was like, holy shit, like, they added this to the game, and I'm already 60 hours in? Like, Mm -hmm. most games are well over... And done by that point in time, yeah. um, <clears throat> no, I think it's a pretty a pretty amazing game, and probably the most interesting of all the Metal Gears, um, like at least mechanically and gameplay wise I think the story um, I think the story is kind of all over the place. <laughs> yeah. I think there's a lot more in it <laughs> than I thought there was going to be originally because. Everything leading up to the game coming out, it seemed like people were saying it was going to be essentially like a Peace Walker situation where it's more mission centric than story centric. But I think there's actually a good amount of story in there. Yeah. I mean, it's not like four where it's this insanely. Like Hollywood thing where I don't I don't even know how to describe four. it's It's, it's like 12 hours of story and five of gameplay. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Um. But I think the story has some really good beats and some really kind of weak beats. And I wonder how much of that is because of whatever purportedly happened between Konami and uh, Kojima. Yeah. But overall, it's amazing. It's hands down the coolest game I've played in a long time. And uh, it's by far my favorite game this year.
0: I think we both agree. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't know, maybe Earth Defense Force. But. No, sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, guys. JK, JK. Sorry, Storm Team. <laughs> so, um, I think I mostly just want to hop right into the spoilers, and I didn't really know exactly where I wanted to start. Um, but I think I mean I have a list, a, a list of a very sparse list of topics that I do want to hit. Cool. But um, overall one word uh disappointed or um or not disappointed of with the story how how do you feel gojo uh with the story as a whole yes. um
2: uh, kind of uh kind of disappointed maybe like a, like a 4 out of 10 disappointed okay um because it's it's an interesting chapter in the saga in that you could remove it entirely and it wouldn't really matter. Um, It's like, and that's, it seems like that's kind of how they designed it. It's really more, um, it's really more character building for big boss than it is uh, an actual entry in the saga kind of thing. Yeah. Um, And in that regard, I don't think it does a good enough job in transitioning the character of big boss to the, uh, to the eventual villain we're going to know or at least antagonist um but i'm i'm fine with the fact that we don't have just this this really heavy overbearing story um like we had in four which i love four don't get me wrong but
0: it's nice to just have a game that you're playing instead of watching yeah. um okay yeah rick what about you were you disappointed or not disappointed i know you thought it's all over the place but how did you feel about it as like a metal gear fan
1: yeah so generally i feel pretty on the fence about it um i think in the overall metal gear arc and narrative i think it's like kind of throwaway. it doesn't really matter one way or the other um i think they did an interesting job of tying up a lot of loose ends and making it kind of like shoehorning it into uh, the greater timeline. But where I think the game actually succeeds is in its own little world, like its own little microcosm. Mm -hmm. I think it does enough to set the stakes high and to make you feel like you've got some actual skin in the game.
0: Okay.
2: Yeah, no, I agree. It's, it's great that it's, it's not really heavily. I mean, it is heavily dependent on every other entry as but not as heavily dependent as everything else was. Like it doesn't yeah. directly spin out of anything else. And I'm including Ground Zeroes as part of Metal Gear Solid Five. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like most people who are playing this game probably haven't played Peace Walker. Yeah. Um, and they're probably fine without that. Uh, even though a lot of the characters do come directly from that. Uh, yeah, I think it's it's nice to have kind of a self-contained lower key story from metal gear solid. Um something that yeah, something where nothing major earth-shattering is really happening. Um or even I mean, yeah, it's even the main conflict while if if Skullface were to succeed with his plan like that kind of thing. Um It would be huge, but it's the story is still kind of dialed back because Big Boss doesn't really care about Skull Face's plan. Yeah, Um, I mean he's gonna he would stop it if he knew about it. Otherwise, but really all 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 it's about is they want revenge. Um, Whatever Skull Face is planning to do, don't really care. I just want to kill you. (laughs) Uh, So I think that's that's a probably a good reason why the story was kind of given a back not a back seat, but it wasn't as um. It wasn't as forward as it is, in, as we're used to from Metal Gear, because the story isn't what's supposed to be driving the player. It's supposed to be the need for revenge.
1: Yeah. And to your point, I think um, having more of a focus on gameplay instead of the narrative is a nice, refreshing change for Metal Gear in general.
0: I think and it's I th- kind of optimal, Metal Gear, seriously. Like, I think. The combination of like them pointing out, oh, hey, these are super important missions to the story and these are super important side ops and these are super important tapes and having like the optional nature of some of that stuff of like, oh, right now I just feel like tranking some fools and (laughs) faulting them out of there and then being like, okay, well, I'm going around like hunting bears, so I might as well put on a tape right now. (laughs) <laughs> Having that flexibility of taking in the story however you would like, I think is awesome. Like, and and it's, I think it's unseen in in a lot of video games nowadays where it's like, oh, here, listen to this audio log that you don't really give a shit about, but you got to listen to it now because this is when you picked it up, so we're gonna autoplay it immediately. It, I think this is like some of the best. Optional storytelling in any video game <laughs> that I, not to mention that I think they do a good job of even if you didn't listen to the tapes, they still put like the pertinent information and in, like the briefings and things like that yeah. that you have to listen to when you start up a mission too. So that's awesome too. But yeah, and you can get
2: as much story as you want too with the whole tape thing. Yeah, it's I mean it's it's cumbersome. So I mean that's a problem with it. But if you if you don't really care about all the
0: backstory, then. If you don't want to you listen skip to Code it. Talker and his research, number five. If you don't
2: want to talk about... If you don't want to hear the Kazuhira's hamburgers, uh, then <laughs> Which, you can skip
0: it. No, you need to listen to that one. <laughs> Absolutely. Which, that one should have been marked yellow, in my Oh, opinion. my God. Totally. But, Mick, I think I cut you off a little bit. Do you remember what you were going to say, or should I stop cutting you off? Wait, me? Yeah. Oh, no, you didn't cut me off. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I think I liked the story in this game. It's... The the biggest thing for me, the saddest thing, the thing that's most disappointing about the story is that it's probably the last or it's the last one that anybody serious is gonna consider canon.
2: Yes. Yeah. I I mean, I don't wanna be a naysayer and say that Metal Gear Solid will never be the same, but it won't. It, I mean, there's it just won't. Um I I don't think anybody else can can deliver the kind of the kind of game Kojima can. no Nobody in the business can can do things like he does it on so many different levels where you can have a really sophisticated story and it can still be really goofy and really serious and you take them both with equal credibility and then mm-hmm. somehow the gameplay is still really intricate and really fun and really diverse and it just it like hits everything you kind of want from a video game. Yeah,
1: it's true. And I don't think anyone following in his footsteps, if they if anyone is going to, I don't think they're going to be able to execute on it very well. Because I think in any future Metal Gear games that may or may not exist or like that may or may not come out in the future, um, I don't think anyone will be able to have the same style or execution that Kojima has. Like he pulls it off somehow. He makes this batshit insane <laughs> stuff feel a little fluid and have some grounding even though it's crazy and you're aware it's crazy i think anyone else attempting to do so would just come off as like really try hard
2: oh yeah yeah i think if they if they do another metal gear solid that was kind of a little burp there i'm sorry um <laughs> then i i don't i really hope they don't try to make a kojima game i hope they try to i mean try to follow his his example in that he has he has elements like thematic elements that he's focused on. And he usually just sticks to those with like a laser, but uh, don't try to make the same game he does with the zaniness and, and the weird mix of supernatural. And, and it's cause I don't think even if somebody did pull it off, quote unquote, I don't think most fans would acknowledge it. Yeah, uh, Cause it would be like, no, you, we, we, you're just going in with the prejudice that, hey, no, this isn't Kojima. Yeah, And right. It can't be. Um, that's probably what I would do. Uh, to be perfectly honest. So yeah, I would. I guess I would like something. If they make another one, I would like it to be with its own voice.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're like ten minutes in and we haven't spoiled anything on the spoiler <laughs> cast. So let's get to it. Uh, I think so. The first point that I had on my list was Skullface dying. Which is kind of the first ending of the game. Yeah. Um, mission 29, I think. 30. 31. 31. Okay. Technically, he dies on, yeah. Um, so, what did you guys think about Skullface as a villain? His end here, uh, his mission? Like, do, do you. Skullface gets killed by Sahelanthropus, controlled by Eli, right? No, he gets killed by Otacon's dad. Oh well, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. Oh. But he, but essentially, so yeah. okay. So I, for, I kind of forgot about that. <laughs> but he gets trapped underneath uh, a big old steel a big girder. Yeah, yeah, and and then uh, Huey Emmerich is the one that walks up with the gun and shoots him. What did you guys think about that death? Uh,
2: the death itself, I thought was I thought was great. Um, from not not a, but i mean viewed in the lens of how they're telling the story from that it's been building up to we want to just fucking kill skullface miller and and boss and it's they just blow off the limb they're shooting off the limbs they lost uh and it's just it's flashing back to them like receiving their wounds and like it's so well done pre- as presented anyway the presentation uh, it was, oh my God, it was so good. Um, as far as Emmerich delivering the killing blow, I'm, I'm still not really sure why they went with that. Um, but Emmerich as a whole is kind of, uh, we'll go in, we'll touch yeah. on him, but he he's still somebody I have trouble wrapping my head around. But uh, him dying was, was great. Um, as far as the character himself uh, as a whole, not really a big fan of. Uh I, I liked him a lot in Skullface, Ground Zero. Yeah, speaking. Skullface, yeah. Uh I liked him in Ground Zero's probably just cuz he was still really mysterious. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. And uh, he just didn't he didn't have much to do in this game, to be honest. Uh I mean they don't they fleshed him out probably better in in Ground Zero's through the all the different audio tapes. You got a better sense of his character from that and then in this he's just he pops up every now and again and he throws some throws some skulls at you. Uh and that's not actual skulls for those of you who avoided our spoiler list our spoiler <laughs> warnings. Um so he I, I feel like he's not as realized as he should have been. Um Yeah.
1: But that's where my train stops. I, I don't okay. yeah, someone else. I, <laughs> I yeah, I don't think he is very flushed out. No pun intended. <laughs> no, I don't think he's very fleshed out, though. I think he's kind of a weak character overall. I mean, that scene is pretty, like, Gojo, like you said, it's really well done, the way that his limbs are just being blown off. And I think it's, like, a pretty visceral scene. Overall, like, Huey being the one to deliver the final blow, it's kind of like, eh, I don't know. Huey pretty much sucks. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. Um, and that's, yeah, it's one of those kind of strange moments in the game that where the things happen. it's one of the rare moments where the things actually happening on screen don't match up with what Kojima is trying to say with his, with his theme. Uh, this is one, this game in particular is probably, it probably stands alone in that, in how dedicated it is to its, its themes of like revenge and loss. Um, because even like different gameplay elements uh revolve around it um and that particular that particular moment felt a little weird to me um like yeah I don't I, what the hell were you thinking Huey I don't know what, what what are you doing what are you trying to prove I still don't know I still don't know
0: yeah we'll get we'll get to Huey I was <laughs> I was disappointed that skull face wasn't a boss fight like I miss I this the one thing that this game really lacks in my opinion is, you know, my where's my psychomantis oh, and God, my yeah. fat man and like where are these characters that I get to take down and yeah you get you get three different kinds of skulls that you have to fight and they're sahelanthropus but those are like they're not characters they're not yeah. characters and the skulls aren't even really boss fights it's just like tricky enemies and right. then. Uh, Sahelanthropus is just kind of like I don't know uh, to me. Like I remember sitting through and like dying a billion times on a Metal Gear boss fight until I figured out how I was going to attack the situation. I beat Sahelanthropus on the first try because I was just like I need the biggest gun that I can find oh, possible yeah. and it just was... shoot at this thing until it's gone.
2: Yeah, that was a, that was kind of a. I mean, well, all the boss fights with maybe the the exception of Quiet were kind of a big letdown. But that one, in particular, because it's just like shoot it anywhere with rockets, and that'll do the trick, yeah, um now you can target specific areas and they do different damage, things, yeah, but in the end, yeah, it's just run around, shoot rockets at it, it get really dumbed down when you think of like I'm going back to like the Metal Gear ray fights, mm-hmm. fight in uh in two where you're fighting three at a time, yep. and you have to target specific areas and you're dodging fire from other rays, and it's like this really amazing fight yep um whereas this is it's just kind of it's just
0: frantic but overly
2: simple too and it,
0: it, it's almost like they're trying to build up to like the ray rex fight in four but you don't have battle gear to take it on you yeah know? yeah it's is kind of strange oh that's another that's a whole thing yeah we'll get yeah to that. rick what were you gonna say
1: i was just gonna say the whole approach to that mission is just brute force yeah just yeah. like Shoot it, run away. Shoot it, run away. <laughs> Rits and repeat. I don't yeah.
2: know. Yeah, it's... The, the series has had some of the best boss... Well, probably the best boss fights of any video game series ever. And the, I mean, I can hardly think of uh, a bad boss fight. But, um, yeah, the ones in this... I mean, the quiet fight was good, but the, uh, everything else is... What, what else you could count as a boss fight is, are pretty weak in this game.
1: Yeah, I wonder if the game the game style doesn't really lend itself to boss fights because in the the older ones you're kind of confined to some area, and this one even in Sahelanthropus you can run around quite a bit and right. you can approach it from more than just one angle, which that's, is
0: yeah, that's true.
1: Probably by design, but yeah, the the boss fights in this game are definitely kind
0: of lacking. Yeah. All right. Um, I think next up. I wanted to touch just kind of going in order of the story. I think the next kind of big beat would be, uh, and it's not on my list here. Actually mission 40, 43. That was the infection one. Yes. Mission 43 to me is I can really liken it. This is the one where you have to go and, and basically kill a bunch of the diamond dogs because they're all infected. That reminded me of an even more, um, interactive microwave tunnel from Metal Gear Solid 4. Uh-huh. Oh, man. That, to me, was like... I, I remember my arm hurting so much by the end of that, being like, oh, my God, Snake, you got to make it through this. And then by the end of, of Mission 43, I was just like, oh, my God. I just killed all of defeated. these people oh. that are my people. How did What did you guys think of 43? Gunning them down as they're saluting you. Yeah. And, uh, oh, God. And oh thanking God. you.
2: Yeah. yeah. Thank you, boss. Just do it. I'm like, oh god, oh oh god. Uh, and then the guy you're carrying out who's not infected, and then it's like he's he's boss. Wait, wait. And then turn on the goggles, and then it's like, oh, he's fucking infected. Great. You know? yeah. Oh god, now I have to kill this poor guy. And it's just, oh, uh, it's missions like that that make me wish he had done more with missions like that. Yeah. Um, I wish he had taken a more cinematic approach, not not uh, throughout, but. I wish we had yeah, a lot, not a lot more, but more missions like that. that more were... missions
0: that told the story through the mission. You yeah. Know, and like yeah. put you like, into that. Character.
2: Oh God. Like the prologue. Um, uh-huh. and yeah, the prologue and, and, and 43 are just so amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, just, they're so well done. And, and I, I think we probably could have snipped a few filler missions and snuck something more like that in there. Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, I, it, that was kind of a letdown. But that mission
0: was oh, That's, That was ridiculously good. Rick, any thoughts on Mission 43?
1: Yeah, I remember as soon as I finished it, I just kind of sat there and stared at the TV. And I was just like, holy shit. And I felt pretty <laughs> affected by it. Um, just like the tragedy of it felt so real. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I... I oh, it's so good. It's so good. Um... So then after Mission 43, I think we get the, we lead up to Quiet, right? Yeah. Quiet's exit. Um, so I guess number one, what did you think about Mission 45? Oh. <laughs> this is the one where you have to blow up a shitload of tanks and a helicopter and God. Quiet sniping. What did you guys think of, of that? Rick, what did you think of Mission 45? I think it's a train wreck, mostly. <laughs> <laughs> I think
1: it has... Almost literally. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. I think they could have made it more enjoyable. I mean, it's kind of your last chance to use quiet. So they should have made it not so... I mean, it's really difficult. Those tanks can one-shot you pretty much. Yeah. I think um, if they would have made it kind of a little more cathartic, it would have been a lot better. Yeah. Because it's after like a tense game, I think... They should have just designed it to be a fun last mission with
0: quiet. Yeah. And not to mention that it's leading up to quiet leaving and with like this really meaningful moment at the end of it, like the end of that mission is amazing, but all of the shit to get there in that mission oh God, is yeah. just it's painful. I told, I told Gojo I'll say real quick, my piece on this mission. So I sat down at maybe midnight thinking like, all right, I guess I'm finishing Metal Gear tonight. <laughs> and uh, I boot up the side op to go find Quiet, and I go and find the intel, and oh, here's mission 45. And I get there, and I'm like, all right, well, I'm looking for Quiet. Maybe I should summon in D-Dog. It's like I'm walking along the road to to that the palace, uh, Lamar, Cathay, or whatever palace mm-hmm. it is. Um, I was like, I might as well bring up D-Dog. So I go, and I call him down, and then shortly after... He's like, he's like just about to get delivered. I walk into the cutscene, scene and um, this caused, like the cutscene played normally for the most part. And then it got to a certain part where quiet was just invisible. Mm. And I was like, okay, well maybe she's just going invisible. Quiet can do that. Like, all right, whatever. This isn't a special. This isn't weird yet. No. Yeah. <laughs> this is, this is within expectation. And then I go and die countless times and just... I call in my CGM twenty-five, just blowing up everything. He called in like probably millions upon millions worth of GMP worth of supply drops. <laughs> and finally at like probably one thirty in the morning, I finish it. And then uh it, it's like, all right, you gotta take quiet to the extraction zone. I'm like, Well, I don't have a body here because she's invisible right now. But uh all right, I'll just go and run over to the space and I get to the The, like, golden area that's supposed to be the landing zone. And nothing's triggering. I'm like, uh, what? What's going on? And there's no way for me to, like, at any point in this mission, unless maybe I, like, maybe I could have restarted it. But there's no way for me to send D-Dog off. I think the error was that I had D-Dog around. Okay. And that uh, bugged it out, and there's no way for me to send him back, so I couldn't get quiet, and there's no way to go back to the helicopter on that mission either. So luckily, there's one Fulton, one container that you can Fulton. <laughs> <laughs> so he jumped on top. So I ran all the way back to the palace in the sandstorm oh with, the, with the armored tanks trying to find me, and I hopped on top of the tank and Fulton myself out of there, and then I had to redo it all the next day.
1: Oh, oh God. Ooh.
0: Which I then sat there and Fultoned all of the things, which took me even more time. Oh god. And I that just was supposed to be easier. I hate mission forty five. It sucks. Understandably. It took,
2: took me a solid like seven or eight tries to yeah. beat it. Um Yeah, no, it's it's too hard. Um and I th- I think it needs to
0: be hard. The only uh, good thing about oh. about my bug is that because Quiet wasn't there, I actually accomplished the the, the task. That's Quiet doesn't get hurt. <laughs> 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 so I didn't have to legitimately play through the mission oh, to do that. Nice. But anyway, Goja, you were saying it has um, to be hard. It, it.
2: I gotta say the the f- this f- feeling of frantic desperation where you're scrambling about trying to fight these tanks is. It was really intense, and True. it was um, th- it gave you this great feeling of of you and quiet or just it's like you're at the end of the line and you're just both just standing there facing down hell and and uh, it was really intense. That was ruined when you died every time. <laughs> like it's you you lose that intensity and you're just now pissing off players yeah. when it's nearly impossible to beat the mission so uh a little bit of difficulty tuning there i think would have been nice maybe i don't know i'd tick down the tank health just a little bit or something but it yeah that was
1: it was a shit show it was absolutely yeah. a shit show yeah it really didn't feel fair especially as it got toward the end Ugh.
2: yeah uh, um oh i mean but as for the the her yes yeah, so let's itself, go into how yeah. we
0: feel about quiet actually leaving gojo what did you think? oh my about god that?
2: it was it was amazing it was probably my favorite part of the game because it was
0: ugh, i started just, crying oh yeah i there, did.
2: there i was getting close yeah. i was getting close and the only thing that gets me close is the end of return of the jedi <laughs> um <laughs> uh and that was i mean for all the shit quiet gets for being just a misogynist dream character she's yeah. she is easily the best character in this game yeah and she has like 10 lines throughout the whole thing. And it's, um, this is, this was amazing. It's like, here's a character that you kind of, she's, your whole relationship with her is built up actually in game, Mm -hmm. not through cutscenes. The game isn't telling you how you should feel about this character. You're building up experiences with her. And so, um, yeah, for me, the whole, the the quiet relationship was like really tight and, and, uh, to finally see her just kind of wander off into the desert. I'm like, Oh God, no, yeah. no. I wandered around without a buddy for like the next five days. Yeah. Like didn't even take anybody with me. Cause I was like,
1: I need to be alone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Rick, what did you think about quiet's leaving?
1: Yeah, I think that was the best part of the story. Hands down. I'm glad I did it. I was sort of debating not doing it because I didn't want to lose her as a buddy, but in terms of story and narrative, that was easily the most poignant and affecting
0: part of the game. So, Gojo, I don't know if you've done any looking into this. If you butterfly your emblem, does it give you Mission 46 at some so. point without doing f- that side op in Mission 45? That's the thing, I'm not sure. Um,
2: I, th- I think the only thing it actually is supposed to block is Quiet Leaving. Um... I think she just doesn't leave Mother Base because uh, I'm pretty sure I got 46 before I got 45. Interesting. Um, I, I mean, I'll is, have to look into that, but
1: I'm 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 not really sure. Is 46 the truth? Yep. Yes, I had the truth before I had.
0: Quality. Oh, there we go. Okay, interesting. Might yeah, it's probably the optimal way to play the game. <laughs> because <laughs> hopefully by the time like if you go and do everything else hopefully by that time you've got stealth camo and you're just like all right i'm just gonna roll up yeah, here and just yeah stealth camo, and then extract yeah camo, extract, extract all of the tanks and then it's not frustrating and then i get to see quiet leave and that would be it <laughs> and then cry all right um next up i wanted to talk about before actually getting to the truth there were a few other things i wanted to touch on did um did either of you find Paz on the base? Yeah. Paz? Yeah. Uh, what did you think of that whole thing? Did you guys see it through to the end? Yes, I did. Yeah. Yep. You did there too? There were
1: what, okay. two scenes? Uh, there were 10. 10? Yeah. So you didn't? Maybe I didn't. <laughs> yeah. So
0: every, every time you go to see her, you give her another one of the mementos that you find off of the old Mother Base soldiers. And, um, yeah.
2: And, uh, it's a different, um, instance of her explaining the uh the contents of the photo and uh kind of remembering what happened to her um rick spoilers obviously because it's a spoiler cast (laughs) yeah actually
1: no i watched it on youtube that's why i thought i finished it (laughs) okay all right yeah no she's dead
2: uh i saw her and i'm like no this is fucking bullshit this this chick better be dead don't bring her back and then by the end i'm like "Oh, oh okay all right okay all right all right because, uh, honestly, the I, I don't want anything in Ground Zeroes to not have happened. That was my original um, yeah. beef with it. Was I was like, well, don't. That was really dark, and that was really awesome.
0: It also, like, the whole thing of it kind of felt out of place in terms of, like, this is the only actual thing that's fucking with Boss's mind yeah. because of his shrapnel in his brain. Yeah. Right? Like, there's no other... Like, you get the suggestion that maybe the third boy and uh, and uh, the man on fire might be some kind of hallucination, but they're not. They're not. And so there's nothing in the game. Like, is there anything that's an actual hallucination? No. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't that's think That's
2: so. it. Just pause. Which is... Yeah, it, that kind of screws
1: up that moment, too.
0: Yeah. Rick, what did you think about... Um, the pause thing. I mean, I know, you didn't play any Peace Walker, right?
1: No, I haven't played Peace Walker. Okay. I did. I played Ground Zeroes. Um, yeah. I do know, but like, a little bit about her backstory in Peace Walker. Yeah. I was, like, I think, like Gojo alluded to, I was initially a little miffed that they retcon that part of the story and they said she was, she managed to actually be alive. <laughs> but, um, I do remember watching the video of what happens at the end and how it's all pretty apparent that it was a hallucination and I thought that was actually a nice way to end it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I think it's it was a it's a cool little element and, and I think it's it does initially like I remember listening to the giant bombcast and hearing Jeff Gersman be like uh, Paz being on the base—what the fuck does that even mean? I don't know, but whatever. I don't care. <laughs> and then the fact that it does legitimately come around and be like, "Oh well, it was a hallucination." I think that's that's pretty cool. So.
2: Yeah, it was. It was some catharsis for Boss and kind of dealing with his uh, his loss, and yeah. then maybe some feelings of guilt too. I don't know. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's really out of place, and that is the
0: only the only hallucination in the game. Like and the thing is I didn't even really know much about it until after I had beaten the game uh because I was like I remember hearing that Paz was on the base so then I looked it up after that like I felt like I was going to run into her at some point yeah. but I never really explored Mother Base that much so I'm like how many other doors do I not know about that yeah. I can probably go into on Mother Base like Kojima's probably hidden like all of the next Silent Hill game in there somewhere and that's why it took so long but yeah, I don't. I feel like people are going to continue, because I know there are people still pulling things apart about this game. Like oh the, God, yeah. the 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 popular one, the one that they've talked about on the Giant Bombcast a few times, is that the, um, the s- kind of solar flares that pop up on screen that look like lines Little and lines, stuff like yeah. that are some kind of code for like an old MSX game, apparently.
1: Yeah, it's a barcode, I guess, if you scan it.
0: Yeah, which is like what? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I look forward to hearing all the random. Oh man! People discover yeah. About this game, and there's
1: time. they
2: uh, at the end of the the truth mission, which I don't want to tease that too much before we actually start talking about it. But there's these little like Ehh! like those kind of sounds. I did a terrible imitation of it. Oh, but
0: you mean the 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 MSN like the modem like, so, like yeah MSX logo yeah,
2: sound. MSX logo sound. Uh, apparently, that's like an audio version of actual code. And people were trying to decode it into actual MSX game data. I don't know whatever <laughs> oh came God. of that, but I'm like,
0: I read that. And I was like, what? well, my, my, so I mean, and I guess we can, we can, we can move on to, to truth and like the final reveal of the game. I think that's probably just loading Metal Gear. Oh, absolutely. Like it's, the, it's the Metal Gear. That's probably the code for the first Metal Gear for MSX. Cause it was yeah. ta- like, it was tapes. It was, that's what you were loading up, but, or like the boot code at least. But, okay, we'll get to the meat and potatoes here. So, uh, Big Boss is not Big Boss. But isn't he? That's, yeah, there you go. There you go. It's funny. Willie, Willie had come over to record the Until Dawn episode that day when I was finishing it up. And I think as he he walked in as I was playing through Truth, and I was basically just like, I feel like I'm about to get some kind of, like, Big Boss isn't isn't a person but an idea kind of speech. And he just started laughing. <laughs> But, um, all right, I guess I got to break this down again. What did you guys think about the actual mission itself, Truth?
2: Uh, it could have been shorter. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I could have not played through the whole mission, the whole prologue mission again, yeah. because nothing changed. Yeah. Um. So I guess that was either shorten it or change a lot more with it. Yeah. Make me see. Well, no, see, that's the thing. I expected it all to be a hallucination the first time, but it yeah. wasn't. So, yeah, just shorten it. Um, Rick, what did you think of,
0: of that mission?
1: Yeah, it felt pretty lazily thrown together, honestly. Yeah. Um, and it's such a shame because it has that big reveal at the end, or like early on, I guess, but it has that big reveal and you never, there's nothing about it that's different enough from the initial time you play it that it's, it feels kind of like a chore playing through it all again. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I liked some of the ideas thrown out there of like you should be playing as Ishmael or like just totally. somehow seeing things differently. The one thing I wanted to know d- does, uh, do you see Quiet's face the first time around or no? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I, I had, I feel really stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I well, too. no, because I,
2: I, I remember I was, she was, when it was doing the close up of her choking me out, I'm like, that, I, I've seen her face in some promo for this. I don't, who is she? <laughs> Didn't make the connection, but I knew that I recognized her from somewhere. Hidden in
0: plain sight. God. Well, well,
2: like the whole, like the whole twist, kind of in the end.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, there, I, there are apparently some. Uh, uh, there are some people that are upset that they were able to like call this one because that first segment of, and I remembered it after seeing it, but that first segment of Miller looking over Boss uh, and being like, yeah. how's he doing?" Or whatever he says in the operating room. Yeah. Yeah is that's like the start of one of the trailers it's in anyway. the
2: first trailer yeah that's the first like real trailer for, not the not the phantom pain trailer but the first trailer for actual metal gear solid 5 yeah and the whole tagline from fox two phantoms are born do you remember that oh jesus jesus i oh, saw man. i watched the first trailer
0: again i was like
1: <gasps> <laughs> that's amazing yeah and so
0: I I mean I guess congrat I guess some of us weren't looking closely enough, but congrats to Kojima for pulling the wool over our eyes again. once more. Yeah. Um
1: The Quiet um, Thing was cool because there are there are audio cues too, like that song that plays whenever she's around. And I totally didn't pick up on that until yeah. until she left and then also in the mission when I realized that was her and she was choking you. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I kinda like um I I said to Willie, I was like, Man, Kind of wish Ishmael's voice was David Hater. <laughs> oh, that would have been amazing, right? Wouldn't that have oh. been? Wouldn't that have been pretty good? But I don't know. Whatever. Liz, Lizzie wishes that was true too. Yeah, Lizzie's um, a big David Hater fan. But so what else? Uh, Rick, did you? Was, did you to speak your thoughts on the mission itself?
1: Yeah, I wish they would have changed it up a bit more um, because again, it was it was the same exact mission from the first time. Like they. I think they lopped off the end, maybe. Like I don't think you do the horse yeah. chase. Oh, the yep.
2: horse. Yeah, the horse thing was gone, but yeah. I mean, that's because you—that was a different character. Um, yeah, yeah, you're exactly. Following Big Boss at the end. real Big Boss at the end of Truth. So, uh, I mean, I guess if we've all said what we wanted to say about the mission.
1: Oh no, there was one more thing. Oh,
2: oh, there? go yeah, sorry. Oh, go ahead. Yeah.
1: Oh no! What was it? Oh.
2: <clears throat> <laughs> well, you lose. I go ahead.
1: Shit, you will have to edit this out because I totally forgot what I was saying. Yeah, whatever.
0: <laughs> we'll keep it in. It's a spoiler cast.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Spoilers. Um, Rick whatever. didn't remember I'll what he wanted I'll, to I'll say. I'll shout it out. Whenever. Yeah,
0: inter- interrupt us when you think of it. So uh, I guess we can just talk about the twist. What did you think about the idea that there are two big bosses running around? Oh, wow. It's um,
2: normally with with major like uh, cannon bending twists in any th- property I care about. It's either I love it and I buy it completely, or I hate it, and I refuse to acknowledge it exists. This is uh neither of those um i I don't really care for it, but I'm fine with it it's like it's it's like uh that's not what I wanted, but it's not bad enough that that I refuse to exist. I refuse to believe it exists um because it my problem with it is it doesn't it doesn't add anything. And it doesn't explain anything.
0: Yeah. Well, I to, mean, to the greater story, it it it. Ascend, I it, I love the idea that it legitimizes the the thing that everybody was like. Well, that's kind of ridiculous, and that you kill big boss twice. You kill Metal him Gear three times. In Metal Gear Two, he he already dies twice. I mean, real big boss dies at the end of
2: Metal Gear Two, and then he comes back.
0: You, yeah, you like blow is, him up, which and they,
2: is they rebuild him with solidus and liquid
0: yeah i mean you know nanomachines. machines but <laughs> it's it's not something it's not a question that anybody really wanted answered but i kind of love the fact that they retcon and legitimize the fact that you can kill big boss twice and yeah he still makes it out miraculously one way but there were nano machines in 99 or whenever Zanspar land happened
1: yeah, I think it's a novel idea. I it, I still don't think it adds much to the game. It is cool That's that fair. in the greater Metal Gear narrative, it ties a couple of loose ends together and makes a little more sense of why there are multiple big bosses yeah. or why he it, dies multiple times. Except
2: one has a giant horn sticking out of his head. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is true.
2: So it's like it's pretty, you see bo- one boss one day and then you see the other and you're like, w- a boss, where did you get that? Or boss, where did that go? Um I mean, I'm sure eventually they got got that sanded down or something, but uh, um, maybe he it's was just, so good
1: that it shrank.
0: Oh, that's shrank. right. Yeah, yeah, I think it might just be the idea that they were never both together. So, yeah, they plus were a different sizes of the world, yeah. hypnotizing fools all over the place. I'm sure.
1: Yeah, but, it is we- Like, so I remember what I want to say. the The first time you play the the prologue mission, it's pretty clear not everything is as straightforward as it's it wants you to think it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you did the whole character creation thing. I remember doing that and being yep. like, oh, I'm doing this in a metal theory. This we're doesn't make sense. sense. Yeah. yeah. And then they show you the mirror and then they show it later and then it's not the face that you just made. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other sort of red flag that was thrown up was uh when you're walking around with a guy who's completely bandaged, who happens to be a big boss. A, it sounds like Big Boss. And B, it's it it felt like it was kind of big boss. I was wondering, is this a hallucination? Like that yeah, was that's, is this that's some what sort of survival well, instinct that kicked yeah, my, in to help you get out of there?
2: Yeah, that was I assumed that instantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the fact that if you manage to find a camera angle that's just right, you'll notice that real big boss has both of his eyes. Um mm-hmm. Which I made I made damn sure to look at that because I was like, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, you not, nah, I don't believe you. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I mean, obviously you can't bandage one of his eyes because that just gives the whole thing away. But yeah. I mean, I just yeah, I just assumed this was Big Boss's survival instinct kicking in and uh, it's himself guiding himself through was, the hospital. It was yeah.
0: Joaquin Mogren putting himself yes. in the game. <laughs> In
1: the later part in the that mission, also where you wake up in the vehicle that's like been flipped over, yep. Also, kind of solidifies that. I think it. I think the reason that's in the story is to try and solidify it in your mind because it's like, oh, you wake up and you're the only one there. Exactly. So it's kind of like your your like uh, more methodical big bossiness is kind of like it's weaved, it's way, woven its way back into your brain.
0: Yeah, you're you're not quite. So reeling like, from your coma and yeah, all it's, that stuff. I yeah. think
2: it definitely is playing for that. And then, so it's, it's trying to mess with you at first. And then maybe for the rest of the game, you're wondering, well, what else is real? But then, I find think out everything was real.
0: Yeah. But I think that's, I still think it's like super expertly done. Oh, yeah. I think definitely. it's pretty good. There aren't enough indications from that first scene where if you hadn't seen any of the trailers, that you would be <laughs> like, you'd be like oh i i totally figured it out uh, not big
2: boss well yeah. a lot of, i guess a lot of people <laughs> thought you were playing gray fox um, yeah, that man. was before the game came out but um, no yeah i i mean unless you know exactly what you're looking for from the original mission you're not going to find it um but yeah i uh, i do like the idea that I, lo- I, I like the idea that there are two big bosses because his legend in the metal gear universe is so huge Um, that it makes sense that it's like, well, could one guy have really done all this? And like, it turns out, no, no, it was, it was two guys and they're building this huge name of big boss. So in one hand it kind of undercuts real big boss, but on the second hand, it just, it, the legend is, makes a little more sense
0: too. Yeah. Um, let's see. Rick, do you have any other ideas or anything that you wanted to put out first before we move on? And we're not completely moving on, but... Yeah, no, no I'm good. Uh, Gojo, have you heard much about the theory that there is still a Metal Gear Solid V that was <laughs> going to be made after Metal Gear Solid V? I did, yeah. Yeah, what do you yeah. think about that?
2: <laughs> I I think a lot of people are really desperate to get the Metal Gear <laughs> game they want. Um, And, I mean, I've heard a lot of theories, and a lot of them are, are interesting, but nothing really compelling. I think people give Kojima... I I mean, I love Hideo Kojima. I think he's a genius, but people give him way more credit than he probably really deserves. I feel like he doesn't have to work
0: as hard anymore. Oh, God.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, as far as people coming up with all these harebrained schemes, like he's got nine other games that are just going to be deprogrammed from Metal Gear Solid. They're (laughs) hidden in the code somewhere. It's like, just grow up, guys. This is the game you got. Um, They he pulls off so many wizardly things with his games that people just kind of they've raised him to this superhuman height like he has like meta social commentary hidden in every in every aspect of his game like guys he's 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 just a horny old japanese dude all right mm-hmm. he he makes great games but let's let's
0: pump the brakes here <laughs> um the idea I mean there's still some like really crazy stuff going on with the MSX oh and, yeah and, and, and like the MSX shit in this game but
2: but i mean that could just be he maybe he just Took a sound bite and he's like, "Hey, I'm going to plug this in. And remind people of MSX." But it he recorded a guy
0: simple. pooping. Gojo. I mean, he's got a lot of purpose in, in the sounds <laughs> that he puts in the game. He's he's a tortured genius. <laughs> um, I,
1: also, I also wonder if, uh, whenever the relationship with Hideo Konami went south, if he decided to really fuck with people and be like, "Let's hide a bunch of shit in the game to make people <laughs> feel like Chapter like three. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I was kind of the other day. I was I was at work and I was like walking around doing something. I this thought snuck into my mind. I was like, "What if he's still working with Konami?" And then I was like, "No, don't, no, hey Alex, what are you thinking?"
2: <laughs> you're, you're falling into the the conspiracy pool, yeah, which is a great pool to be in because it's filled with hope. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I I mean. I like
0: the idea that maybe somewhere down the line there would be an actual Metal Gear game that was you as Big Boss building up Outer Heaven, because that's what I wanted Mother Base to be.
1: That's yeah. sort of what this game is, though.
0: I mean, that's it's what it is, but it's not Outer Heaven. It's not yeah, the, yeah, the actual
2: location. Yeah, it. it's, I mean, he's building up the the army. Um, <clears throat> I I I would believe that there was a lot more to come from this game. Uh, I think Kojima maybe had another chapter or a chapter or two left of his ideal vision for the game. At least one chapter. Yeah. Um, it it's just it seems obvious from what made it into the game, but that Konami's like, uh, we gave you five years and eighty million dollars. We this game needs to come out. Yeah, come on. Uh, so I mean, as far as the game being incomplete, I mean that would be. That's, that's the extent of
0: it, I think. All right, well, I guess that's a good time to bring in uh, one of the final actual story points I wanted to talk about would be uh, Eli, Sahilanthropist and the third boy, kind of the, the biggest untied-off threads, non-tied-off threads in the game. Rick, what did you feel about that uh, aspect of the game?
1: I was entirely confused when they left, and they didn't bother to... <laughs>
2: acknowledge it afterwards yeah
1: exactly i figured that they would have even haphazardly been like i don't know sent you a tape about it yeah and alluded to some sort of story progression but eli no
0: i'm and eli blew up Sahelanthropus when he got i don't know and yeah.
1: Miller being a psychopath about yeah. it all because that guy we should have yeah. murdered them yeah <laughs> exactly. drown the
2: kids yeah uh,
1: but no they just fucking fly off with <laughs> and then, that's it you never hear from them again they have this yeah. fucking nuclear weapon
0: yeah, it's it's a. It's did did yeah. you get to watch any of the uh, the the stuff that's on the collector's edition disc? Yeah the the, the mission fifty one. Mission fifty one. Yeah, the kingdom of the flies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I thought that, it was.
1: I thought it was interesting. I think. I wonder what it would have actually been had they um, iterated on it and had they continued to work on it. I wonder if it would have actually morphed into something. Because it was un- it was incomplete, and I, I basically just wonder what the status of it would have been if yeah. they were to continue to work on it.
0: Yeah.
2: Well, because working on an entire new environment, I mean, I think that is a pretty big clue that there was a, more, a lot more than just this one mission in the works.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, and I think they talked about this on the Giant Bombcast quite a bit because one of the guys who's on there, Dan Reichert, mentioned that he went to visit Kojima before Ground Zeroes came out to talk about Metal Gear Solid Five. And he had heard that there were five locations, and if that includes Mother Base, you've got Africa, Afghanistan, Mother Base, the Ground Zeroes Island, uh, Island Omega, or whatever Camp Omega, Camp Omega, yeah. and then there would have been a fifth location, which might have been Eli's, yeah. Eli's uh, Kingdom of the Flies. But yeah, I don't. I I think. Um, I don't know if if what they put for like the stuff that's on the collector's edition disc that those previs like all of that stuff it's cool. I think it would have been a cool mission. Mm-hmm. It would have been cool to see it all come together. But I also think that it still wouldn't have sufficiently like tied everything up for me. It would have been like if that was the end of the game, or maybe truth would have come after it or something yeah. like that. I. I don't know, like I still would feel that to me would still feel a little bit incomplete, although you'd have Sahilanthropus destroyed. Yeah,
1: that's taken care of at least. Um, but what happened, like, I forget how it ends, Eli and uh, the third boy just pretty much
0: They float
2: away. Survive, right? Yeah, Pretty exactly. much, yeah. Third boy just pulls out the vocal cord parasites and he's like, I can do this too. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, let's anything. go. Yeah, Let's go somewhere. Let's, let's start talking. Um, no, I, yeah, even if that mission was the actual last mission, that would, it would still feel incomplete. Cause yeah. that, the only thing that, the only, of what we saw, the only thread it really tied off was Eli running away. Mm-hmm. Um, which, that thread in and of itself isn't really a, that big a deal. I mean,
0: it's, it's really inconsequential in the grand scheme of who Liquid is yeah. as a character. Yeah. I mean, I wish, I, I guess if they
2: had to do something, I wish it would have been uh, more. <laughs> Well, like, pretty much the whole story in the game. I wish it was a little more character-focused because that's always been the strongest part of Metal Gear stories or the characters. But um, I, if you're going to cut that mission, I guess the question now is, why did you not cut the scene of them stealing it in the first place?
0: Right? Yeah, that would have made it feel a little more... Although the timeline in the end still says that Eli does establish his Kingdom of the Flies. Yeah, yeah, so they... So they, they wanted like, it, like, and... and it wasn't like a total raised ground. Oh, we don't like this idea at all. It sounds yeah. like it probably was more of a budget and timing thing. It's
2: but. i I don't want to be a cynic and just say, oh, they're just waiting to pu- pump it out on DLC because I I don't believe
0: that don't actually think, at all. I think unless, um, maybe you can go play the Pachinko version of that DLC mission, <laughs> but I think that's about all you're going to get out of Konami yeah. nowadays. Um,
2: so that yeah that 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 thread. Probably by itself is the main reason people think the game is unfinished. Yeah. Which, if you just cut, if you just snip that, you've got still not a strong narratively
0: speaking game, but uh, but it's still one know. of the best video games I've ever played. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> um, no, now what I really want is a DLC mission of like Liquid and the RAF as like like total Top Gun. Playing volleyball on the beach. <laughs> Danger zone. Oh my god. Laren. And then there's like I don't know. What what would the salad snake equivalent be? What war movie would he be in?
2: Uh he would be in um like Three Kings or something. I don't <laughs> know. Uh, well he was in Desert Storm. That's about all I know. Yeah. OG Desert Storm. Yeah. Um I mean I get uh I like that they didn't touch Snake, actual Solid. Solid Snake in this. I would have liked them to at least have acknowledged Solidus, because yeah. they didn't. No, um, at all. And he's, I mean,
1: he's pretty he, important.
2: He's pretty important, and he kind of got the shaft in the two games he was mentioned in.
1: Yeah. Um, but wait, isn't Solidus the third boy? <gasps> what? are they trying to rewrite history
2: mom oh, Jesus uh, well there's a question uh, do you think the third boy is Psycho
0: Mantis because they don't ever
2: come out and say it
0: yeah I mean the only thing that makes me question whether or not it is is the fact that like none of the following games have any real connective tissue legitimate connective tissue between Liquid and Psycho Mantis, apart from the fact that yeah they're in Foxhound together yeah they're in Fox I, yeah. together but there's something that I was reminded of recently. There's a ghost of Psychomantis in 4 when you're fighting one of the one Screaming of the, Mantis. Yeah. yeah. Is that does that have any No. commentary that's, on anything? He just I think he just does the stupid six axis dual shock joke, Yeah, right? that's
2: just that's just fan service. Okay. Yeah. Um so we can't we can I think anyway, we can't really put a lot of stock in that. Um
0: Rick, did did, did you think the third boy was Psychomantis?
2: I mean, I figured it was. Yeah. I think it's it's pretty obvious they want you to think that. But since they don't actually come out and say it, I choose to believe he is not. Because A, he's... I mean, they say it. he's He has no personality of his own. He basically just feeds off everyone else. So he's just kind of like this this child leech, uh, psychic leech. Um, and his what he can do is so absurd. He can bring a Metal Gear to life. And he can create the man on fire. Yeah, it has. There, no, Mantis couldn't do anything like that.
0: What What happened to his power? Yeah, like the, Mantis's power is get a major downgrade. Yeah, and he's
2: he's not he doesn't feed off of anybody else's energy. It's like it's they. Although c- Mantis
0: can reach out of his video game into the real world, that's true. Shake your controller. It's true. Probably talk more about, powerful. Talk about Sweet Coden and Super Pro, Smash Brothers Revolution <laughs> Soccer on your uh, memory card. Oh God.
1: But there's so, also I think after you beat the Sahlanthropus mission you get a badge that says it says mantis somewhere on it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and they kind of, I, those are and kind it of it like the heavy-handed.
1: Tied. It's yeah. kind of smacking you in the face being like hey guys this it's, is psycho like mantis.
2: It's I mean uh, if if they come out and say, "Hey, that was Mantis," I, it's not like I'd be disappointed or anything, because it's pretty obvious that was what they meant. But yeah,
1: but there's not enough connected. Well, there's, to... there's yeah.
0: also a mission that you beat where you get like Solidus as a yeah. code name, and there's one where you get like um, Dead Cell, yeah. Ninja, and Fox, Gray yeah, Fox, and true. that kind of thing. So it's not like a strict, totally related, but also you know, let's talk about the travesty that is the fact that there's no Gray Fox in this. There's game. the
2: only. There are two games in the Metal Gear Solid series that have Gray Fox, and one of them was on PSP. Yeah, and Come it's on. technically not technically canon not anymore. canon. Come on, Kojima, Ugh. you know what we love, and we love us some Gray Fox. Yeah, you gave us his six what like thirty two bit costume, or what is that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You
0: you can play, and no, I think by that point it's technically it's no longer bit twenty eight. Okay, yeah, we <laughs> move out of bits when we get to the yeah. PlayStation, but. You get really stupid. You don't even get the the skin from Revengeance <gasps> from yeah. of Gray Fox in, in in this game, but you do get a Gray Fox skin. Does it do anything special? It you're it faster, you, faster. And you can jump farther, probably because you're faster. Interesting.
1: You're awesome. also a lot noisier. Yeah, that's true.
0: Interesting. There's no sword though. No. What the hell. Not that Best I missed opportunity.
1: You might be able to data mine a sword out
0: of the source code. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, what else do we want to talk about um, real quick?
2: Well, I, I mentioned earlier that this game is is really like... it. it, it the game is kind of built around its, its themes more than any other game, really. And I kind of wanted to elaborate on that. Just like the idea of... The ideas of revenge, you find that throughout. But one of the things that... Particularly grabs me is like every time I start the game, uh, if I if I start online, inevitably I'm going to start the single player and find out that like 20 million people have attacked my my forward operating base. And last time I did it, half of my support team and half of my uh, like base development units were gone. And I was just like, oh, I was so mad. I wanted to go out and like kill everyone, <laughs> kill everyone who had attacked me.
0: And uh, I think that's that that's intentional that's kind of awesome then like i because rick you you probably you still haven't had anybody attack you right no no one's even tried to yeah. infiltrate my you baby. are neither. the luckiest son of a bitches ever because Be- it's because Jesus. we never we never invaded anybody else so we yeah. neither
2: did i really i mean i did like the the, the tutorial, the tutorial? Base, but no it's just like fuck you man we're gonna attack your base steal your shit kill your people did you it's- retaliate I have I have not yet no because I'm just like you know I just turned the game off. Like, that's crazy. Oh, I'm mad. So he didn't bait me. There you go, Kojima. I did not <laughs> opt for revenge. <laughs> um, but it, I mean, yeah, like that, and um, just like the the actual mission where you go in, somebody's attacked in the story mission. Somebody's attacked your base, and you go in. My first instinct was like, I'm going loud. I'm killing all these guys. Yeah. Um, and I think that's intentional. He wants. He kind of feeds into your your. Revenge. And the uh the interesting thing is is that normally when people talk about revenge, it's like, oh no, revenge is bad. You shouldn't do that. He doesn't actually come out and and denounce or 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 criticize revenge per se, but he presents it very realistically. Yeah. Like the whole killing skull face, it feels so good and the cinema is so rewarding. But then afterwards you've got like 20 missions of just like fluff. And that's also intentional because it's like there's this empty space now. It's like, why are you continuing the game? You've already achieved your objective. It's like, when you've gotten your revenge, what else is there? Interesting. Um, and then it's like, I read this really interesting article about, and they mentioned about that in particular was that like when you're replaying missions, it's like Big Boss is just, it's just a job to him now. He's just phoning in missions. He doesn't even realize that he's doing the same thing that he's already <laughs> done because his his reason for going like his his reason has gone away his need for revenge um and then obviously the title of the game is the phantom pain and that kind of refers to a sense of loss that um like yeah that that em- the loss of purpose after you've achieved your revenge um and then like every character in this game has lost something yeah um and you get to, and you get to see how that kind of transforms them through everything. Um uh, the one of the unfortunate things is you didn't really get to you obviously didn't get to see every character through to the end of their arc um in particular Miller I want to say because you just throughout the game he's getting more and more unhinged and it's always because somebody has pissed him off and he wants revenge and he gets revenge and it still doesn't help and yeah. he just gets more and more angry and then you just you notice this, and you are like Miller. What? What the fuck? I am not killing quiet. All right, uh, I am not. I am not. I am not killing these kids. What For the hundredth time, I am not <laughs> killing just quiet. Calm down. Um, but he can't calm down. And then there is even a point when Code Talker rolls up to you, and he's like, "Hey, hey, watch Miller. He's kind of crazy right now, and it's it's clearly building towards Miller doing something, but they yeah, never actually. Yeah, it was like what? What is no payoff even, there?
0: What is that? What did that? What was the point of Code Talker? Like. Being like Eyes on Miller or whatever—I don't know. I wanted to talk about that real quick. The I—I I love the angel and demon dichotomy of uh, Ocelot and Miller, and I love the fact that that Ocelot is the angel.
2: It's yeah, it's exactly yeah. the opposite of what you would expect.
0: It paints Ocelot in such a beautiful light for the whole rest of the like that echoes through all of the games for me because it's kind of like this crazy like miller did love big boss and miller or excuse miller both miller and ocelot love big boss and 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 just to kind of see where that post credits conversation kind of like draws out the fact that miller just wants to destroy big boss and you know ocelot's kind of like well you know if you go with cypher I'm gonna help out big boss like that's yeah, oh, and then
2: kinda of look at that and compare it to um zero and big boss with the boss, how they kind of see their own versions of the boss, and they kind of go there go exact opposite ways, inspired by her
0: from one Fox, two phantoms, exactly
2: <laughs> yes, <laughs> um. Yeah, just there's, there's through lines throughout the whole series that comes in that come in here. And, um, and they just, they, they make the game so great. And that it it's the story itself doesn't really, like I said before, it doesn't really tie in super heavily with with the whole saga, but the themes and and the characters, they all they all weave through. Uh, and it it makes it clearly part of the saga, but one that's kind of understated and it's, it's really beautiful.
0: Yeah. Uh, any thoughts, Rick on any of what was said previously?
1: (laughs) I mean, I I agree with you guys. I, I, I think the dichotomy between Miller and Ocelot is pretty awesome. Like for once, Ocelot seems like a good guy. He's not Ocelot. He's
2: just a, he's just, he's helping big boss because he likes him. And yeah, it's you're always he's, expecting he's him. He's not
0: the triple agent this yeah, time. Yeah, you're yeah. always
2: expecting him to screw you over somehow and it's like in the end he kind of you get kind of the duplicitousness cuz he knows the whole time you're not actually big boss Yeah. But, so well, he still
0: or does he? No, he doesn't cuz he hypnotized himself. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. He's of. he's in on it, we'll say. He, I can he say is, that. He is he is uh uh what is the phrase? I don't know. Doesn't matter, but yeah, he's. But, I mean, yeah. he's
2: in on the he's in on the con, and um, that that kind of that definitely that was the one thing that was missing from Ocelot for me was that he he there was no con running, and Ocelot without a con is like a fish without water. Yeah. So when that came
1: in, I was like, yes, Ocelot, perfect. <laughs> um, uh, I... He's also the most likable character. Listen, I don't like yeah. this game is rife with characters that just fucking suck.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> Iller is a complete psychopath yep. and. Um, Huey. Hugh- oh, we didn't fucking the- Huey. We didn't get to Huey. Oh, yeah. I think
0: Huey. Like, uh, not to c- Rick. Please keep going. We'll get to Huey afterwards.
1: But... I. I don't even want to. I want to hear what you have to say.
0: <laughs> Huey just seems like the ultimate. I don't know what the fuck to do with this guy. Yeah. Because not only like, there's no part. Everything of what Huey <laughs> does, it just makes him seem like he's the most Schadenfreude. Like I've. Haphazardly fucked up everything in my life, and I still have to pay for it, which is really weird to me. Because, yes he he kills he kills Skullface, which feels good for Huey in terms of like yeah you know I am a diamond dog like I never left you guys I was taken like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But then on top of that, you find out that he like killed his lover. By shutting her in the AI pod, and he put Hal into a Metal Gear, which is fucking ridiculous. Oh, God. But then on top of that, the whole way through, he's just kind of like this thing for Miller and Ocelot to, like, foil at each other against. Mm Mm-hmm. And it just and the whole way through, he just kind of feels like a. But I didn't. That wasn't my intention. And uh, <laughs> yeah, he's and, so
1: sick of fantasy. Yeah,
2: but here's the here's the thing with that. I, I mean, it annoyed the shit out of me. I, I, I'll, I'll agree. But as any Emmerich character oh, does in any yeah. metal, but Gear he, game. oh my god, he's twenty times worse than Otacon is at on his worst day. Yeah. But the thing is, th- there's no real solid evidence that he actually betrayed anyone um it's all just i mean it seems pretty obvious but i think that's also intentional that it's like you look look at him and he he looks like he's comes off as this total scuzz he's totally betrayed everybody screwed us all but we don't actually know but since we need that need for revenge we need to punish him and um yeah it's like part of me is on the outside i'm like i'm believing kind of his his potential lies and it's I, I hear myself doing it. And I'm like, well, I probably shouldn't believe him because he's a fucking scumbag. But at the same time, it's like, well, what if he isn't? And, but do, do I need to punish someone for what happened to us so badly that I'm maybe willing not to hear him out and find out the truth. Um, and I think that's, I think that's kind of the, uh, that's kind of the hidden objective here for the Emmerich character because he doesn't really have much else to do otherwise with the story. um, Interesting thing. He's like the one person who didn't lose anything from the attack. He actually gained the ability to walk. Um, so he's automatically like the target of players kind of disgust and and uh, animosity because we all suffered. You know, boss suffered. Boss was in a coma for nine years. Miller lost his limbs. Uh, it's like, what about you? And then you find out it was probably his fault. And then it's like, uh, no, yeah, I'm just kind of rambling now.
0: <laughs> Rick, Rick, what do you think about Huey?
1: Uh, no, I agree with everything that's said. I think he's... Like, there is never any evidence. Um, he does kind of fold under pressure whenever he's asked about things. And he, like, it's clear that he's hiding so much shit. And he's never honest, I think, is the, is the main thing, which gives everyone who's so... Ven- uh, who's just so filled with lust for revenge in this game enough ammo to look at him as if he is the enemy. Yeah. So it's no surprise that he gets shipped away. No pun intended.
0: Yeah. Uh, real quick for my own um, note taking Emma's from another mother. Right? Emma
2: is. Yeah. Uh, he was not her father. Uh, he was. Yeah. Not her he was mo- not her father. She had a different dad. Um.
0: So she Her, was a step.
2: Huey Huey married Emma's mother.
0: Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Because he go to explain Stranglais. to me how families work. No. Oh yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. And then is there in Metal Gear Solid Two? Is there anything about does Hal talk about his father at all or no?
2: Uh just that um, Hal was sleeping with his mother-in-law, and Huey found out and killed himself.
0: Damn. But you don't um, find
2: out. I mean, you don't. They never really go into what Huey did, just yeah. that he was born on the day of the bomb, and that's like the curse of the atom that runs through the Emmerich genes or whatever. Uh, you don't—they don't really go into who he was or what he did, uh, and that's it's good because it leaves a wide
0: open door. On the day of which, on the uh, the atomic bomb, yeah, the Hiroshima bomb.
2: Does that fit? Forty-five.
0: Yeah, so so he would have been thirty, and
2: in, in um. Peace Walker, and forty
0: and oh, excuse me, Huey's born. Yes, yes, (laughs) yeah. No, all right, yes, not okay. Okay. That lines up then. All right. Um, any other final thoughts? I feel like I had so much more to say. Did anybody? (laughs) uh, We can we can come back and do another one at some point. Did anybody get the Quiet in the Rain scene, or did you guys watch it? Yeah, I had that. I I had a
2: friend over watching the play i was like this is is fucking awkward sorry bro but at the same time it was like if you take away the fact that it's just kind of kojima being a dirty old man again um if you put clothes on her for that scene it's a really great scene yeah it's really touching
0: i that's uh, if you just put that friggin fox outfit on her jesus yeah Put some shorts
2: in a tank top or something, for God's sake. Well, and then,
0: and also, if he didn't like put the camera on her ass and boobs every single chance that he got, then it would. Yeah, it it. it really undercuts how awesome of a character she is. Yeah, because
2: inevitably, I mean, if you if you look up any article on Quiet, it's just how she's this awful misogynist thing, and it's like, well, yes, but there's so much more to it than that.
1: Yeah. yeah she's way too anime for the game. I mean, all yeah. the games have like pretty anime aspects, but that's like a little too zany,
2: yeah. he's kind of gone off the deep end as far as his hormones have concerned yeah. <laughs> uh I mean
0: Kojima's you know. just like you didn't want somebody who can't get hit by bullets, you didn't want a vampire. I gave you this anime chick. leave <laughs> me alone. <laughs>
2: Everybody, everybody likes boobs as much as me, right? <laughs> I, am I wrong? Here? I mean,
0: I do, but I don't. I don't. <laughs> I, I. mean, I don't know. There's a time and a place, Adeo. All right, so I guess my final question will will end with this, um, Rick. I'll throw it to you first. Sure. If we take for granted that Kojima's not coming back and the Metal Gear saga somehow continues. What would you prefer to see next? Um
1: I don't know, that's tough. Like if if the Metal Gear universe were to go on, what would I want to
0: see? Yeah. Like if another canon Metal Gear game had to happen. Mhm. What would you where, where, like, where in the timeline do you think it should go? Who do you think should be the center of the story, like that kind of thing?
1: I don't know. Maybe something that is a little more liquid centric. Yeah. But I don't know. Like the whole big boss building up, outer heaven could be cool.
0: Yeah, if they somehow differentiate it significantly from this. But I don't know. That's so tough.
1: Maybe, uh, maybe some sort of origin story for Solid Snake.
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like uh, I would, like my preferable route for for Konami to go because it sounds like they don't want to dump money away anymore. They don't want to just, you know, if they're going to make something, it's probably going to be small. I would love some kind of like, not even necessarily Fox Engine, but I would just love a remake of Metal Gear 1 and 2. That would be cool. I think it'd be a good place to go, especially since like if they pulled somebody in that was like really respectful of Kojima and was like, all right, let me figure out how to pick up these threads and, and tie them in properly. And maybe even they sneak in something that can indicate that you've killed the phantom instead of actual big boss. And uh, just to figure out a cool way to like, even if it was just like a $20 downloadable, here's a top down, but still, 3D graphic Metal Gear One, mm-hmm. I'd be so down for that, like Metal
2: Gear Solid One style, but with maybe like better, yeah, well, obviously better graphics. Yeah, that kind of style of game would be perfect. Yeah.
0: Do you have any oh, other thoughts I, on like what what else you would want? I thought considerably on yeah. this
2: issue actually. Um, <laughs> probably I have more to say than any reasonable time would allow. But uh, <laughs> so I think. The best, uh, my first plan. I have actually written out significant detail on this. Uh, would be a Metal Gear first, obviously a Metal Gear remake, and then eventually the Metal Gear Two. Yeah. Um. I, if if I were making the are the there. Uh. <laughs> every time you want to start a level, you have to. Oh. Um. <laughs> Sorry. So, keep going. if I were designing the game, I would make it. Um. It would be. Uh. Kind of mostly from solid snake's perspective but then you like a quarter of it would be from big bosses okay but bo- maybe both of them um and it would be co-op and mm. it's so the first mission in the game would be snake sneaking into outer heaven and he rescues uh not gray fox right away i don't want to don't want to crack that open too soon <laughs> but he rescues somebody being held captive in outer heaven and that's like your introductory tutorial mission and then from there you can do a two player co-op game where You've got uh two players can sneak off and do different things like one player can um i don't like have like an engineer character who can like weld doors shut or can hack into um computer systems to shut down cameras in an area or something like an asynchronous stealth game um with inevitably yeah snake is always playable as always has to be always has to be there and then you have gray fox and then a couple minor characters um and then you're getting um the 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 story emphasis would be on um seeing where big boss has come and seeing that maybe he's not really as as we remember it you know as we know as he was supposed to be he's not really the villain he's got his i mean he's an extremist probably but uh, you get to see that he and snake have a lot more in common and whether they like it or not they have a definite father son relationship and see how Snake has to, like Boss Big Boss had to do against the boss, Snake has to go against maybe his own personal interests and take down Big Boss because that's his mission. And then you kind of a thematic replay of of three, just not replay, but the same ideas, yeah. replay, um, and see how that changes Snake and how it changes Gray Fox and how it changes Big Boss. It, so yeah, that would be Metal Gear Solid 1. If I didn't do a remake of those two, I would set it in the future after after four, probably like Revengeance era, um with a new Foxhound team, and I would have it. With Merrill. No fuck Meryl. No Merrill <laughs> <laughs> Um Maybe just entirely new characters, even. Okay. Maybe you throw Ryden in there somewhere, but that would be it. Ryden, maybe Oticon, maybe Sunny. Um and it's it's a s again, probably co op of some sort. Uh, where you're controlling the next foxhound. Um, and doing, like... It's all, like, squad-based stuff. Uh, where each character has a specialty and they, like... Uh, the sniper character, can, her aim doesn't wobble and she can, I don't know, like... S- sprint to different sniping points and teleport or something because nano nanomachines. Or, uh, <laughs> or, you know, th- things like that. like Like, specialized foxhound characters that you can play as and go through missions... Kind of like in, in five where it, they're all just missions and you have to do, you have to do the individual mission and you can do it however you want. Yeah. Um, so that, yeah, if I had to make a Metal Gear game, it would be one of those two. Long story short.
0: All right. Yeah. I think that's pretty much the end of our uh, discussion here. <laughs> uh, any final thoughts? Either of you? Mm. <laughs> we can uh, always come back. <laughs> We
2: can we can always do spoiler cast too. Yeah, uh, I, I for I mean we didn't really spend too much time on how how incomplete the game is, but um, I think I think what we got was even story wise was so above everything else that it's like who, who cares? Well,
0: not to mention I'm sixty eight percent complete with the game, and I've probably been playing for about a hundred hours at this point. Yeah, which. Story-wise, might be incomplete, but my god, have I gotten my money's worth out of this video game. And then yeah, you can absolutely. go back
2: and do, just complete all the optional objectives and missions. And totally. get S-rankings on everything. And there's just, so yeah.
0: many side ops that I haven't done yet. There's a bunch of, like, the extreme missions that I haven't finished yet. So, And I, not to mention, like, there's a part of me that wants to go through and develop every single thing that I can possibly develop. It's, you know, Same. there's there's a lot to do. So it's... Hard to be like, you know, you didn't wrap up this. It's, well, it's hard
2: to complain about a game being incomplete when it's so huge
0: and it's perfect and, in yeah. every other respect, pretty much, yeah. except for Mission Forty Five. Because fuck that, Jazz. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: Yeah, it's definitely mechanically complete. Yeah, yeah,
2: it's gameplay wise, the 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 best, the best. I would say game ever because I'm pretty biased, but it's definitely the best in the series. Yeah. Story. Well, we covered story-wise, but yeah.
0: Well, here's hoping somebody smart or insane or crazy walks up to Konami and is like, "Hey, we'd like to buy the Metal Gear franchise and the Fox Engine," and then they do it, and then they hire Kojima.
2: Back. <laughs> 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 oh God, you'd you'd know if I had a billion dollars to my name right now. That is. <laughs> first i would get dinner and then i would do that
0: <laughs> well you know i you know i think it's in konami's best interest if they get more money they can make more pachinko machines
2: they could pump out pachinko machines with the money i'm willing to pay yeah they can they Just... can
0: they can demote a few more top level game developers down to the health clubs and then you know probably start an insurance agency like sony make money off of that too selling fob insurance <laughs>
1: You guys can't see me, but I'm shaking my head.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, As I said at the beginning of the episode, if you like what you heard, or even if you didn't, please send us some feedback. Uh, You can do that via email at midwestgamenerds at gmail.com or via Twitter at MGN Podcast. And if you do that before the end of the year, you will be entered to win some uh, video game money on Xbox or PlayStation or uh, Nintendo, or maybe even the App Store, or Google Play, Steam. Is Steam. That an option? Any of these things are an option. So please write in. Let us know what you think of the show. Did we
2: already make an end gauge joke about this?
0: Uh, yeah. <laughs> we will buy you an end. No, we won't. <laughs> Sorry. Um, has all the previous episodes. Uh, I think the next episode that we will be releasing will be Halo Five um gojo john and brian will be the main reviewers but i have also done some reviewing as well oh. sorry my dog is freaking out
2: the official dog of the midwest podcast network is freaking out because someone has entered the house
0: <laughs> lizzie
2: <laughs> lizzie has her thoughts on metal gear Solid. also <laughs> those of you who speak dog will recognize the high praise <laughs> uh of metal gear if Solified. you if you
0: decode her barks there are actually <laughs> it's an msx you will, game. yeah you will it's unlock, metal gear 3 you will actually. unlock
2: the appearance of gray fox and in, in metal Gear Solid.
0: <laughs> but yeah anyway check back for the halo 5 episode rick thank you for joining us thank all you, the bro, way bro. from uh, the new york area yeah thanks for having me uh gojo thank you for joining as well a pleasure as always and uh i think how do they end these
2: uh, I think they talk about Destiny for half an hour. Barts, that's how they boners, end. Destiny,
0: uh, <laughs> game likes over, man. Kyle X, why go play a game? Kyle X, <laughs> to go play a video game?